Dave and Darren in the morning. This is Real Alternative Radio. Planet 93.9. Thursday mornings here on the show. Mike Schultz joins us. He is a movie critic and an editor there at the River Cities Reader. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when he walked in. I'm like, oh, that's right. Oh, you forgot about me. Yeah, I did. I've only been gone a week. Well, two, I guess, right? It adds up. It's nice to see you again, guys. Happy New Year. To you as well. You have seen a lot of movies since the last time we talked. I saw a lot of stuff. I don't even remember. So we were going to lightning round this, I think, right? Okay. Speed we, round? We should. A bunch. Okay. We should. I'm just going to, before we get into the movies, I've been dying to see you all week to tell you this. Oh, excellent. What? I know movies is your thing. I know you don't watch a lot of TV shows. Okay. Uh-oh. Blue-Eye Samurai, dude. You've got to watch. I'm not Blue sure I've even heard of that. It's a cartoon, yeah, an was, adult cartoon on Netflix. Okay, it was like the first thing out of his mouth when we came back. Really? Tuesday. Okay, it was, it was absolutely the best thing I saw all year long. No kidding. Yeah. Better than Godzilla. My favorite movie is Godzilla. My okay. favorite TV show is Blue Eye Samurai. All right, I'm, you're gonna. It's I think eight episodes. Okay, you're gonna start it and you're gonna watch it all in one day. No kidding. Yeah. What is the gist of this thing? It takes place in 16th century uh, Edo era Japan. Okay. Uh, this this I don't know I don't know how to explain it without without giving it away. It's about a samurai uh, making their way through Japan, but they are like you do. Yeah. What, but they're mixed race. Okay. Which is a big no-no because in Japan, that's the era where they. And if you're not Japanese, you don't belong on the island. They gotcha. kick everyone out of the island, mm-hmm. and uh, it is it's gorgeous. Okay. The whole thing looks like a painting. The characters are phenomenal. Wow! Again, I, we're here to talk you, about movies. You seem stoked, my friend. Okay, it, 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 talk, all right. Talk to anyone else who's seen it. Okay, and they're gonna rave just like I'm raving. Outstanding. All right, I, I know, appreciate. Again, I appreciate the heads up. I know. You, you're you're more of the movie guy than the TV guy. I don't have a lot of movies to see in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I got some time. Blue so. uh, Blue Eye Samurai. Blue Eye Samurai. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, cartoon nudity. I'll just warn you. Okay. Outside. Well, there you go. Kind of terrific. That's why you like it. That's not why I like it. <laughs> it's kind of why. You um. Like it. Maybe yeah, a yeah. And you you put out your list of your best of and worst of the I year. I did. Yeah. Yes, um, and. Yeah. It was there. Uh, I, what? Oh, what are you? What's you the, look expectant, but I don't the, know why. Okay, so what's the best and what's the worst? Is, is well, well, he's been telling us all year long Anatomy of the Fall was going to be okay, his so best yeah, movie. That it, that's, that, yes. That, that, but I will surprise you with my worst, I think. And? It's Wish, the Disney okay. musical. No, that's not that surprising. Okay. Um, I gave serious thought to Expendables 4, which we talked about in yeah. uh, you know, Stallone and what Hate and that. was number two, then? As far Expendables as the be- 4 was no, number two. For the best. Oh, for best? It was the collection of Roald Dahl Netflix movies, uh, with starting with a wonderful story of Henry Sugar that you alerted me to, Dave, yeah. back in the day. And yeah. it's like four small Wes Anderson short films. Mm-hmm. And then The New Spider-Man was number three. Okay. And then for the worst, uh, second to worst was Expendables 4. Mm-hmm. And then the Celine, Celine Dion oh, extravaganza okay. but that, made the top three. But you mentioned, too, that as much as you hated that movie, you also kind it's, of loved it was how a blast. much you hated that movie. It's I not did. the last time you'll see it, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not sure how much fun it would be alone because I really did have, you know, just the perfect wisecracking partner to watch that with, you know? So okay. it's like, if I can find the right movie yeah. audience to catch that with, yeah, yeah, I'll see it again. Well, you can absolutely read uh, the top, and, and the thing, the way Mike does it too, it's not just top 10, it's like, here's the top 10. Here's things that could have made the list but didn't. I mean, he, he, it's a wonderful review that you do every year I appreciate of, of all that. the things that you've seen. So uh, check that out uh, in the River Cities Reader at rcreader.com. Uh, 
I don't know where we get started. I mean, the Bernstein thing you kind of talked about last time you were here, the Leonard Bernstein. Maestro? Uh, yeah. Maestro. A little bit. There's not much to talk about. It's it's really disappointing. As well done as it is, it covers Leonard Bernstein's life basically from to mid early 50s, I would guess, until basically his passing. But it leapfrogs over most all of his professional accomplishments and only s- focuses on his marriage and the fact that he was bisexual and how his affairs with men got in the way of his marriage for understandable reason. Yeah. And so there's nothing about West Side Story. There's nothing about the other musicals. There's nothing about his his composing or his his composing or his conducting. No. And so it's like it's everything that I w- wanted to learn about Bernstein. They say, now nah, we're not that interested. Well, I, I am. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen a lot of marital dramas and now, and you know long suffering wife. Was this to the one, was this one that you? Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie that you liked it at first and then it kind of faded. Yeah, out, it was. It kind yeah, it's strong for about 30, 40 minutes. Okay, I really enjoyed to begin it. With. And, yeah, and then once you realize, oh, they're just never going to address the cool stuff, then it just became a kind of a tired soap opera with decent performances. Okay. Migration is the comedy, the animated comedy where the, the ducks have to go, what, south for the winter? Yeah, they or? go to Jamaica. Yeah. Jamaica? I think they're going to Jamaica. They're Not taking a vacation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's making decent money. It deserves to. It's it's really colorful. It's fast. It's over ninety minutes. It's got uh, Kamel Nanjiani and Elizabeth Banks as the leads. They're fun. And you've got uh, Keegan Michael Key and uh, Aquafina and supporting roles. I mean, it's it's exa- it's exactly what those movies need to be. Mm-hmm. Super fast, funny, clever, done. I'm okay with it. You told me uh, via text message that you didn't exactly hate Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. No, it's just generically bad. You know, it doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt your feelings in a way where it's where some of those movies do where it's like this should have been great. I went in going this is going to be garbage. So yeah. as soon as it's when it's got a couple of decent jokes, uh, you know that's better than I was expecting already. And it's I mean it looks crummy, but it doesn't look more crummy than like the most recent Doctor Strange or something like that. You know, it's, and it's over now. So it's, now, it's hard you, to beat up on it because it's like, nobody cares. Nobody cares about this. So it did horribly at the box office? It didn't do badly. Oh, okay. It's going to make more than $100 million easy. But okay. that's mostly because it's Christmas and there's nothing else to see for that audience. I, I Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't hate it. I didn't put any superhero movies on my bottom 10. That hasn't happened ever, I don't think. So, yeah. That almost is is more damning though in a way because yeah right you, you, you don't care enough to even dislike yeah. it. It wasn't even yeah like I looked at the Flash for like consideration. I was like, oh, it's got moments, you know. It didn't offend me, so yeah. Over oh, Christmas man. break, my wife and a bunch of her friends went and saw this uh, Anyone But You, and I thought, well, okay, that makes sense. You and your girlfriends all going to see a romantic comedy, and she was like, that's not why we're going to see it. As an English teacher, I need to see every adaptation about Much Ado About Nothing, ah, which I guess was something that uh, I should have known. I didn't know that until I walked in and yeah. went, oh, wait a minute. The characters are, are B and Ben, and of course it's Beatrice and Benedict in the Shakespeare, and the plot followed Much Ado About Nothing. And what killed me is that I was one of the producers this past summer uh, for the area theater group, The Prenzy Players, that put on Much Ado About Nothing. And so I've like, seen that. Play, so I've seen that play like four <laughs> times in the last four months. You know what I mean? And um, it was insanely clever. It was. Did your wife like it? By the way, did she? Did. Like she it? said it was fine for what okay. it was. It was okay. fine. Yeah. I thought it was. She didn't thought, love it, but okay. she didn't hate it. Yeah. I'm not sure if I loved it either, but I really liked it. I thought the leads were incredibly charming. It's very. It's really filthy. Uh, 
it's cleverly it's cleverly plotted and it follows the Shakespeare enough that you go if you know the play, you can go, oh, that was a nice little spin that you did there. I see what I see what you did. You know, um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. The review I got is that I might like it because uh, that Sydney Sweeney uh, is topless for a lot of it. She not a lot, not a lot, no. not enough. Or you get to see her butt a couple times. Yeah, or side. You know, I no, think you, no, see- no, you know what the reviewer told me in, over the kitchen table. A lot of side boob. There's that's a lot of side boob. That's what it was. I'll give you that, yes. That's you you actually heard. see Glenn Powell naked more than her. Okay. So, All right. You know. Yeah. The Iron Claw is the one that I'm the most interested in. Oh, I wish I enjoyed that more. Yeah. I was I was really I was really feeling good things about that. That's the one about the Von Erich yes. wrestling team. Um, and uh, it is it, it is as sad as you expect. Not but not as sad as it should have been, I will argue, because they really do they kind of go out of their way to make sure this isn't going to bum people out too much. And so we get rid of one brother completely, not even in the story, one of the many tragic figures in that story mm-hmm. that they just don't even address. And um, and all of the all of the tragic for those who don't know the story, I'm not going to spoil it, you know, but all of the really sad stuff kind of happens off screen. And at the end of the day, Zach Efron is not a good enough actor to pull that off, mm-hmm. is my biggest problem. He is just fine. You can tell he's trying his best. He is working super hard at being the tragic figure you want him to be. It is probably as good as he's ever been. But there's still something just a little bit lightweight and a little bit a little bit phony about him as a performer. And so when he gets sad, you don't feel like Oh my lord! I, I see what you're what you're feeling, what you're going through, and all the different emotions. It's just like look at Zac Efron sad, mm. and so that was disappointing. So I was not a fan. It's it's reasonably well. It's better directed than it is written. Um, still not quite good enough. I thought you really liked Poor Things. Yeah, Poor Things was what fun. is Poor Things? It's a Bride of Frankenstein movie, uh, right? Yeah, it's with Emma Thompson as this reanimated. Uh, Victorian lady who's been given Emma Stone. Emma, Sto- Emma Stone. Stone. I'm sorry. Did I say Emma Thompson? If it was Emma Thompson, oh, you if it was Emma there. Thompson, I'd be doing you a review. Right. I was oh. going to say, oh, that was dumb. By the way, okay. Blue Eye Samurai, this is how much I liked it. Kenneth Branagh's in it, and he's fantastic. You hate him. I know. Wow. It's that good. Okay. All right. Sold. It's just that good. Sold. Okay. Four things is Emma Stone is kind of the bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Yeah. She's been given the brain of a, a one day old, and then you kind of watch her progress. And it's basically it's uh, it's all about her learning how subjugation of women is terrible. So it's kind of like Barbie in many ways. Um, but it is a, it is a it's by Yorgos Lanthimos, who's the guy who did The Lobster and The Favorite and a lot of really just whack job entertainments. It's super funny. Uh, it's Emma Stone naked for more than half the movie. If that sells anything for you, there, David. Mm. Um, and it's uh, but not, it's just not with the, the brain of a one year, one day old. Well, that's that, o- that takes that's uh, only like on day one because uh, she okay. grows up and, uh, okay. and she grows up qu- pretty quickly. Um, where she's you know speaking complete sentences. Mark Ruffalo is astoundingly funny. He's so hilarious in this, and it's got uh, Willem Dafoe is great, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it was just a joy. I had a great time. Can people Somebody- still find that? Yeah, I think that's still here. I think okay. that's here for at least another week. It'll be up for a ton of Oscars too, so people really? be hearing about it for a while. Okay. Yeah, the color purple as a musical. Yeah, um, it it's effective. It works. I don't think it's a good movie. Um, it has the same problem that a lot of movies that become musicals have in terms of 
we have to speed along the narrative and we have to speed along the emotional transitions of the movie because we got 15 songs to put into this thing. Uh-huh. So we got 45 minutes right now of music. Yeah. That means we got to get Something's rid. Something's got to get cut. Yep. That means we got to get rid of 45 minutes worth of subtlety and nuance that was in the movie. Uh, and The Color Purple is hardly like a subtle, nuanced movie in the first place, but it still means things like Celie and, and Suge Avery have to become best friends in like 20 seconds when it normally takes you know, 10, 15 minutes in the movie. And it's just filled with like kind of, we have to speed this along to get to the next musical number. The musical numbers themselves are pretty good. The songs, I think, are fine. They're not very well directed uh, because the style is all over the place. Sometimes they sing directly to the camera and other times it's kind of like a realistic setting where they're singing and other times it's phony, but they're not addressing the camera. So it's kind of like every number is it's in its own movie. Hmm. So it kind of it, it was a bit of a headache, but it's it's well performed and the story is inherently touching and satisfying enough that it works. I see why it's making money. Makes sense. Adam Driver is Ferrari. What is this? Oh, Ferrari. Ferrari is is just like the Bernstein movie because it's all about Enzo Ferrari and his car company and how he made like the greatest yeah. cars in the universe and the whole movie is about his, the life with his wife and his mistress and, and I, again and, and, I'm and like no I don't I don't care yes, right. it it covers one what I did like it covers one summer in his life so it's not pretending to be a biopic uh-huh. it's uh, about this uh, summer in Italy and I wish I could remember the name of the race where there was a horrific accident that killed like twelve spectators where the car like careened off the mm-hmm. track and bashed into like a yeah. whole town. Um, and they restaged that in a way that's just chilling. That I mean, that took my breath away. It was so frightening. But aside that's a Michael from that, Mann movie, it's right? a Michael Mann movie. Yeah, so. And so it's all about it's all about male obsession, as all of his movies are, you know. And it's about how I only care about my cars. And he's it's Adam Driver with a bad Italian accent, so I can do my bad Italian accent. Well, I only care about my cars. Um, and but most of the movie is about Penelope Cruz saying, "Oh, why are you cheating on me?" And all about his his girlfriend saying, "Why haven't you admitted that my child is your son?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't oh, care man. about this, you know." Ah, and so for people who want that story, go for it. Have a great time. But I'm I'm not at a Ferrari movie to see just this much right. slowness, you know. Pick up the pace. It's called Ferrari. Mm. They're, yeah, they're fast cars. They're fast cars. <laughs> Yeah, so that's where I stand on it. And then a movie that you warned me not to watch. Oh, right. Leave the World Behind. This is on Netflix. Yeah, and let's let's jump off this fast, because it's been out for a month, Yeah, and it's apparently one of the biggest seen movies in Netflix history. I had a lot of people tell me over break that they saw it Uh and liked it. Really? And you're not that... Wow. You're you're, you're the exception of the role. I literally don't know what people like about it. I don't. I think every every single scene is phony. Uh, in terms of dialogue and acting, and, and it's an end of the world thing with J- Julie Roberts and Ethan Hawke, and then they meet Mahershala Ali, and I didn't, I didn't find one believable m- second in that movie, and it's, and it's again one of those Julia Roberts movies where if I don't smile, they'll know I'm serious, and I hate those. It's, it's a waste of her. Is this a rapture movie? Kind, kind of, kind of. They don't. Have, they never explain. It's an end of days movie. Okay, yes, end of days. but they don't explain ever what's going on, and it doesn't have any resolution. And it's got a, a theme that's pretty obvious within the first ten minutes, and they just pound that to death until the end credits roll. I just loathed it. I, wow. I'm glad people are happy, but wow. Okay. There's a lot that you're going to see this week, including a movie about a haunted swimming pool. I think that's it. 
I think that's all I'm going to say. Night swim. Night a woman swim. swimming in her pool at night is terrorized by an evil spirit. So the house isn't haunted. The water no, is. Just, just the water. The swimming pool. So I got a few suggestions. Just the swimming pool or any of the water? Just the pool. Just the pool. So I got a few suggestions on how to keep yourself out of danger. Uh-huh. You know, just maybe don't go in the pool. Don't go in the pool. And you so can, it's not you, a matter of you and can, you can move. Sh- it's not like, oh, I got to take a shower. That no. water's going to get me. Right. No, no, no. no I need no. a glass. It's of, not, it's, yeah. co- I need some you can coffee. go ahead and have uh, a glass yeah. of water. Yeah. And, and move because the pool's staying put. So you just go. Go somewhere else. I, I, it just it's <laughs> always brings to mind the old Eddie Murphy bit where yeah. the families walk around the house and he's like, isn't this beautiful, darling? Look at all. Look at the kids playing. What a get great out. house this is. <laughs> get out. It's a shame we gotta leave. Yeah. <laughs> right? There, there it is. Go, so we're go. not getting any other movies. We're not we're, getting uh, Memory getting. or Anselm or uh, nope. They're all opening just, elsewhere. That's just, the only thing. The uh, the other thing I'm going to watch though starts on Netflix tomorrow. Uh, Society of the Snow. Do you have a, a recap of that anywhere? No. Otherwise, I'll tell you real fast. It's it's the um, plane crash in the Andes in '72. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes, where the Uruguayan rugby team yes. I think was part of that, and uh-huh. for ten weeks it took to find them, and there was there were there were food options. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's supposed to be really good. So we'll see. It's Spanish. And that's a movie, not a TV it's show. It's a movie, movie. Yes, okay. indeed. On starting on Netflix uh, tomorrow. So I'll give that a whirl. He is Mike Schultz. He is the movie critic and an editor at the River Cities Reader. You can read his reviews in the pages of the River Cities Reader and online at rcreader.com. Mike, as always, thanks for joining us. Good to see you again, gents. Thank you. Here we go again.